Welcome to the Unfocused Writer, the podcast for unfocused writers by unfocused writers, with your hosts, Christopher Robin and Christy Walter. In this season's weekly episodes, we'll talk about everything from our not-so-fancy writing offices to our unfocused writing lives while parenting, attempting recovery, and dealing with every other aspect and challenge of our daily lives. On with the show! Look at you, you look all nice and fancy. Yes, just for you, Poppy. Oh. I keep hitting my desk, though, and I'm hearing it through my headphones. Me too. Like, it's driving me crazy. (laughs) I'm hitting it with my knees. I need to find a way to, like, maybe I need a mic stand or something to isolate my mic. If we keep doing this, that's what's going to happen. We're just going to accessorize until we explode. I know. I was looking at sound booths the other day. (laughs) Hold on, I gotta grab my coffee. Carlos just texted me. He said he's on his way. Okay. How do you pronounce his last name? I don't know. I always, uh, Garbiras. (laughs) We're gonna do this with all these international assholes we keep having on this show. I know. I meant to send you, just yesterday he posted on Twitter, uh... He he won like third place at this like comedy showcase. Really? About a story from his honeymoon. Yeah, he's doing like legit stand up, and he's a really interesting storyteller. So I think he's about that. We will, because I you know I told you already. I meant to I meant to uh, read more of his book or his articles and stuff, but no, I I suck. Dude, something smells like dog shit in my room, and it's freaking my ass out. <laughs> is it is it dog shit? I think it might be, but I don't know where it is. Because my room is a colossal hurricane zone. Hold on, I'm warming up some coffee. Did you always do it in your pot? Well... No, sometimes if like if I have time, hold on. You're such a rugged man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> rugged I'm so rugged. Man. You are kind of a lumberjack. I'm. I am a suburban lumberjack. If you remember that story I wrote a while back about this, I think I wrote it like the spring. Fuck, was that that long ago? Maybe it was last summer. You're a shitbag. <laughs> um. No, I wrote about this because, like, I have enough experience, like, being outdoors, but also being, uh, like, a city dweller, city city slicker. Really? I, oh my God. I do both. Does your, like, esophagus or, like, right in here ever make... Oh, yeah. It does noises? it all the time. That just happened to me right now, and I heard it through my headphones. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> I know. They may be too hey guys. sensitive. Oh my lord. Look who's here. Boom. What's happening? What Hello. is going on? Nice shack. Where are you working from? I'm in the shed. <laughs> no way. I'm jealous. <laughs> it's my, uh, I like he to shed. call it my creative studio. No, Christy calls it my he shed, but I get pissed off. It's my creative <laughs> studio. <laughs> Your head. Yes. Head. Does that work? Head. How yes. are you, Kiki? 
I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Can I call you Kiki? You sh- you can. Yep. Yeah. That what works. do you prefer? I prefer either. Chris yeah. calls me Christy. You can call me Kiki. I can. I, yeah, I go by this... either one. Okay. I'll see, I'll nice see how fi- I feel. Yeah, it's nice to finally meet you. I know. I know. This it's so cool. nice to meet you. Yeah, nice and you're in California faces. too. I am. I'm down uh, in Southern California. Where are you? I am in Petaluma, but I lived in San Diego for 10 years. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I love it. I love it in Southern California. This is bullshit. We only have people from California on the show these days, and I'm not happy about it. Because it's like dinner time here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some. Where Where are you? In the Midwest somewhere? Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh? Old yeah, Maine. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. all the same. You're right. It's all the same. Philadelphia yeah. area. <laughs> Shut up, Christy. Philadelphia. He loves when I say that. <laughs> so, hey, I I meant to take a look at the the show notes this morning, but um I was too busy ditching my children because this interview was so important to me, and yes. I do not remember what we were going to talk about. We were going to talk about um shit. I forget the title of the show. Carlos, for your benefit, we're on we our will, game. Yeah, we are all over it today, just for you. We've been preparing for weeks. I was putting my makeup on. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, to I have a shirt cool. on. That's, does that count? I have a shirt on. I have no pants, but you don't need to see that. Like there's like a, you know, the zoom is a strategically placed over here. This is not even a full sweater, just so you guys know. <laughs> oh. Okay. Are you wearing a dicky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, so, go ahead. So uh, today we're talking about complementing your writing with multimedia. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Carlos, just so you're aware, we will talk about anything that comes to mind. We don't really care. We just kind of start with a loose idea yep. and then we run with it. Wherever it takes us, it takes us. So if you have a story you want to tell, if you want to talk about your stand up, your writing, whatever the hell you want to talk about, we're game. Okay. We often right go on. off topic. Perfect. And how do you guys, I wanted to ask, how, is, are you seeing me okay? Do I need to fix the lighting or uh, can you hear me okay? No, you look and sound good. Yep. Okay, good. I mean, as good as you can. I know. I oh. can only work with what I have. Oh, I'm sorry. Carlos and I have known each other a while. And I know. This Is this the first time we actually talk? On, this is the first time we talk on video. I think it is. I can't remember if we had talked on the phone before. I cannot remember. Not. I, I was thinking like maybe we did. I, I wanted to say that we did, but um, yeah. 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 You you did call me one time when I was in the middle of a, I was having like a mental health crisis, and you called to make sure I hadn't like jumped off the roof or something. But I never <laughs> called you back. <laughs> we never talked. I don't think so. I, maybe well, the we voice really is just as good. Yeah. So yeah. here we are. Here we are. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, I'll let you guys run with it. I don't. Um, I'm, I'm game for whatever you guys want to talk about. Well, last night I watched. I just so happened to stumble across your Twitter post from your story. Uh, yes. Where was that? The story about your honeymoon. Um. So, have you heard of the moth? 
before? Love the I moth. I love the moth. Okay, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, the founders of, of this story slam went to the moth in New York maybe 15 years ago, came back to Petaluma where I live, and decided they wanted to do their own. And the, the, the rules are, are a little bit more um, flexible. Like the moth, there's some things like the moth will give you a one word prompt, and then they have a five minute time limit that is very strict where this guy's my um, account for laughter and maybe give you a little bit of leeway just so you can complete the story and then there's two time signals to get out and we do the, the story slam once a month and at the end of the year all the winners from the previous 12 months get together and perform their story and that um, theater fits about 500 people which is always a lot of fun to perform in front of a lot of people. Um, and that was here in town in a, in a theater called the Mystic Theater. It's, it's an old historical building. It's really cool. It's really old. And um, that's where I performed the story. Where did the story come from? Was that a story you had written? Yeah. So, um, so one of the rules is that the stories have to be uh, 100% true. And uh, that was a story. I wrote the story and I sent it in to uh, tell, uh, tell Your Story, which is a medium publication too, run by Chris Sowers. Okay. And, and um, I, so I participated and I thought like that, I thought, so Chris was going to, it was part of an essay contest. And I thought I would be able to perform the story before the essay contest was done. Mm -hmm. Because in the case that you win, the first three stories get published on the newspaper, on the local newspaper. So I wanted this, the reading story to be actually published first by Tell Your Story. It didn't work out that way. And, and when I got the third place, I reached out to Chris and I said, hey, you know, I just apologize because um, they, they, went, they went ahead with the story with the copy. And um, I didn't want to I know that one of the rules for the essay contest is that it has to be original content never published before oh, okay yeah but it's, it happened to um uh you know my wife and i got married in playa del carmen and then we stay back and we went to tulum and then isla mujeres and uh it's 100 percent true story um you know and and it was it was wild you know almost died uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't send it to Christy yet, and yeah. I feel bad. Yeah. I meant I, to send yeah. it to her. I have no idea what yeah. the story is. And you came in third in the I did. story slam? Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. I am so jealous. I've always wanted to do the moth. I listen to the moth every weekend when I'm doing like housework or when I'm cooking. I am, I've been a huge fan of the show for years. I you, love I it. I bet there's one. Are you in uh, uh, Orange County or L.A.? I'm in Orange County, and I was oh, I in L.A. for years and years and years. Um, I bet that. there's one in Orange County. Oh, I'm sure there is. I, yeah. I don't know what has – well, I I do know what has held me back. Um, But I would – What has that, held you back? Uh, I guess fear. I guess – other issues but i've always wanted to do that and i did have an audition for mortified that i skipped out on what's mortified 
Mortified is an awesome, also an awesome podcast. And it is um, people who come and read excerpts from their childhood journals. Ooh, that mm -hmm. is mortifying. It is mortifying. <gasps> yeah. And it's awesome. There's also a documentary on it, and I highly recommend giving it a watch, especially if you like memoirs um, in that kind of thing. It's really fun. Oh, yeah. I'll check it out. That sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I've always say this to people that um, are thinking about it. I've always found the audiences to be uh, really supportive. I've also done open mics for stand-up, and, and those are funny because what people don't tell you is that the people going to open mics are also other people trying to be comics. So they don't laugh at anything. They just they just kind of look at you um, and uh. just kind of like running it through the through their head. I don't know that they're trying to be intentionally mean, but they're just running it through their head and kind of like deconstructing everything you're saying instead of like being there in the moment. Where people telling stories is very um, and and I I like humor, so like I tend to be more on the humorous side of stories. But um, when you go to the moth or you go to any other story slam it really runs the gamut. So you can have something that is very sad or traumatic uh, to something that is like very, very funny. Well, that's that's the same reason I, I talk about him all the time and I've written about him is Mike Birbiglia. He's, yes. he's a storyteller first yes. and he also happens yes. to, to throw comedy. And I love that because there's there's more than just comedy there. He's telling you a story. Yes. And absolutely. yours are like that too. I think like he um, he has when when you see um, almost like almost now everything on and he was one of the very first comics to do that. But almost everything now is a story based. But if you go to a smaller comedy clubs, everything is very much a structure in um, like joke base. Right. Which is, you know, it's funny to think about it, but there is a difference. Um, and when you're doing a story slam. So you always think first, at least for me, like I'm always thinking of, okay, what am I trying to say? Um, and, and then that can come, most of the time comes into this, the form of a story. And then there's a joke. And when you're doing stand-up, you almost get to the joke and then you get rid of everything else that is not moving the joke forward. Whereas right. when you're doing stories, you're like, okay, um, when you're writing, you have a little bit more, uh, latitude to to kind of put in more details bigger words i have an accent so like i have to be mindful of like what are some words that i'm saying that people have absolutely no idea of, of what i'm saying because of my accent and um whereas it, it and then i have a time limit so then i have to like look at my um at my piece and and like kind of shave away anything that doesn't move the story forward and right and also adjust to to the whatever other um limitations are there and i've noticed your pacing is very deliberate too yeah yeah i love i love you know and the writing too is that you don't see that you only see that in writing like david sedaris has it um nora efren um, um alan spaulding who also was a big mon uh, monologist had it um woody allen right so like when you see when you see comics doing jokes they tend to favor um, the switcheroo, the punchline, the 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 rule of threes. You don't see a lot of ranting, uh, but when you see these other 
humorous writers like you do see the ranting which i personally love because that's how my mind works i'm like my mind is going like blah 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 but you know it's just spitting blah, blah. <laughs> so so i want to ask and this is for for christy's benefit i guess because she wasn't really around when you and i met yeah and carlos and i kind of stumbled across one another because we uh i stumble onto are, you onto your averageness that's right Ooh, my averageness yeah <laughs> that's right and he he wrote to me on that piece he said um i forget exactly what you said but you said something like uh this is really funny unless it's true in that case it's really <laughs> funny <laughs> and it was after that we reached out and uh he invited me to come over to counter arts to be an editor um yes but before no, and that, i wrote two song stories first you know oh, that's like we, right yeah so so um i didn't think i had any music pieces in me and that's usually what happens somebody says hey would you consider writing something here and and then i thought yeah maybe i'll I'll give it a stab i don't think it, i don't even think you invited me i was just checking out what you were doing yeah and i love that piece because um you know it to me just really surfaced to the top as something that was original and unique and you and and, and when you're reading other writers um nothing to the other writers but like i'm like well i don't i don't want to read about these things that everybody's writing about i want to read about somebody who's being honest uh, about their their place in, in the world and i feel like uh i think for me being attracted to your writing comes from a place of you're being honest of where you are right right and and i think for me that in that in writing is such so powerful like we, well, I felt the same about yours, which is one of the reasons we became friends in the first place, because we were reading yeah. each other's stories and we said, shit, we are we are brothers from another mother or something. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I, I really appreciate it. And I think, Kiki, like I, I'm getting from more familiar with your work, but it, it sounds like, you know, we're all coming from that place where. Yeah everybody's going online and for the most part, you know, the highlight reel now is like a, almost like a trite uh, uh, concept, but it's true. It's like everybody comes online and kind of posture, life is perfect, life is this. And it's like, well, shit, am I the only one whose life is a, <laughs> is a mess? And, uh, and not that That's my what life is this a mess, show like is about. life is a mess, but, but it's, there's this messy part and, and, and we're all trying to strive to, to make it a little bit better. But everybody talks about, oh, you know, I'm here. Nobody talks about how did I get here. Um, so, yeah. 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 Most but, of my themes are about my messy life. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's yeah. what's so that's that's what is um, human about writing. It's like, OK, so we all want to kind of see that we're not alone. And, you know, it happens when we're writing about parenting. It's like, oh, man, like. So you go online and there's all this pressure about these mothers getting all these things done perfectly. And you're like, well, shit, I haven't showered today. Uh, you <laughs> I haven't know, showered like, in a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're talking about like the Mary Poppins moms and stuff like that. The ones that act like they have it all together, but really they're fucking disasters just like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. Or or there's something else behind the, the, behind, um, the scene that you don't see like they they might have high, like help right they might have cooks at home they might have this you know like we we do um we try to do montessori style learning for for our daughters which are like really young 
but everything is like ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Uh, and when and when you go online to to buy for things or or you see an Instagram reel, these people have like these perfect rooms, and you're like, well, that's thirty thousand dollars right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's a little bit of summer budget, especially if I have to switch it in three months again. Um, so, yeah. So your kids are real young, right? They're like one they're and really three. Young. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're really young. You, you've been there through all of it. And uh, you, you and I have shared a lot of these stories as well. Um, also, by the way, stop me if I'm like just rambling on. Like I love. No. Oh, no, we love oh, this shit. If I need to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're really young. Uh, when my my second daughter was born i pushed really hard to try to maintain my my output in writing and in, in uh, stories in performing uh but then uh everything kind of came came to a halt and then i took my daughter to school for the first time in the pandemic and then we got two colds covid rsv and the flu and that was three months of my life and i did it yeah 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 I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. How old are your kids now? So uh my son is about to turn uh eight? Seven. Seven. He's gonna be seven. My daughter is going to be ten in June. Wow. Nice. Are they still getting a lot so, of calls and a lot of viruses? No. They kinda stopped. We figure we throw them at the petri dish over at the elementary school and yeah, you know they bring a lot of shit home for us, but they're really not sick very often. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's it gets good. better. It yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christy has one too, but I think she's what she's going to be twelve. No, she'll be eleven in wait. She was born in two thousand twelve, so. Nice. Yeah. She'll, she'll be, be 11. eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and I have a 20-year-old who will be 21 in May. That's exciting. Yeah, he's off in Chicago yeah. right now. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Nice. What is he doing over there? He's just living the life, trying to figure out what he wants to do. He's an excellent writer as well. And uh, he just got the alternate position as um, an MC for Open Mic Night at... Um, Second City, so he's pretty excited about that. Oh wow! He'll That's probably huge. kill me for talking about this. <laughs> you didn't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah. You might have I to might, edit it out. I know. I might have to edit it out. He doesn't like me talking about, <laughs> about stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that's really huge because I wrote this huge. Um, it was like kind of a three-parter. Um, but this whole thing about me running away to Chicago. And one of the things I was going to do when I went to Chicago, I was, you know, 23, 22 years old, and uh, I was going to do Second City. That was like my thing. And uh, I lasted six weeks in Chicago <laughs> before I came to L.A. <laughs> it was like in the dead of winter. And uh, oh. but I did. I went to see oh. open mic nights. I saw, you know, and not not big fancy things, but, you know, you're in the little dive bars and cause yeah. I was there with, you know, some people I'd met and, you know, so I got to sit up in the lighting booths and it, you know, it got to see the real scene there in Chicago and it was pretty cool. Yeah. It really That's was, awesome. but I never made it to second city. 
<laughs> so that I'm is living so cool. vicariously. It's such a cult city. Yeah, yeah I can see he, that. If you get there in the winter, it's like, ugh. Yeah, and how he got in there was he was working. He got a job working in their cafeteria or working in their kitchen. So he's like a cook, like a line cook working yeah. in the kitchen there for the actors. Isn't that how it happens, though? That's kind of how you find yeah. your way in. Yeah, I and then it. they were holding auditions for this open mic night, and he just went for it. That is awesome. Yeah. Does he think you're funny? Yeah. Yeah? Although I insist that I do great impressions, and he tells me that I don't. <laughs> I I'm sure I'm funny. sure you embarrass the hell out of him. He, as long yeah. as I don't talk about him, <laughs> we're good. And here we've been talking about him for like five minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, pro mama. I, don't th I think that's the best. Like I when your, your kids think you're funny. You know, there's there's nothing like it. You can make a lot of people laugh, but there's nothing like hearing your daughter say or your you know your son like, "Oh, you're funny, Dad." And I'm like, "Oh yeah." That's well, he the stuff. he and I have a special connection. We always had a special bond, and um, you know, so we would make each other laugh, and I am very proud of him. Nice. I miss him a lot. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> so. What else, Chris? Aren't we talking? Aren't so, we going to talk about um, some AI? I don't what, think so. What, why are we, we going to do the multimedia with, <laughs> with Carlos? This is really more. Were we, what do you mean multimedia? Do you mean like social media? No, I think we were going to talk about what did we AI. Write that down for AI and photography and um, you're the one. Oh, who I did want to ask this. him about uh, photography because he's an. I mean, this is better maybe that's about how my, maybe my mind stuff. was just churning that day. I, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I don't. Well, care. we all know that. I know. That's why we love him. There's there's so many things wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to ask you about. You're such an asshole. Why did I agree to do this show? I don't know, dickhead. <laughs> um, no, I wanted to ask Carlos about how he. First off, I mean, I know your medium publication started out as photography and then it kind of morphed into counter arts and your writing kind of morphed into stand up. Like, I, I feel like you've been evolving for several years. Or had you always been interested in stand up um, and all that? Uh, well, I mean, part of like what. You know, I wanted to ask you guys, what is an unfocused, unfocused writer? So that to me, that was interesting. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You can ask us that, but we're going to ask you that same question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Well, I was like thinking, it's like, am I unfocused? Is this a compliment or is Chris wanting a fight? What is going on here? I don't <laughs> know. No. But... And that would be interesting to know if you're if you're not unfocused, if you feel like you're focused in your work, that would be great to hear, too. And why yeah. you feel you're you're focused. Yeah. Tell us your secrets, I, Carlos. <laughs> um, I think I don't I don't know. Like I think that I've been thinking a lot about uh, about this idea of uh, creative enjoyment. Like everybody's thinking, like, everybody seems so worried about hitting the algorithm, uh, going viral, uh, getting rich from it, um, and and I think that 
and and then like you have people thinking about creative expression. It's like, oh, you know, we gotta express ourselves creatively, and and I think there's a missing piece which I've been calling creative enjoyment. I think that sometimes you do something because in the moment you're 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 having a good time doing it. So, um, hey, Carlos, that can, that's yeah. why we're here. Because that's the exact thing we want to be talking about. And we're doing this because we we want to have a good time and we just want to talk about our creative passions. And we really don't care if anybody but our friends and family or whoever listens to this. Yeah. We're just here to have a good time and talk to people. I love it. And I think like that that is like the, the true north at first, right? So so um I don't know. I don't know if I am. I don't. I don't feel like I am a an unfocused writer. I think that at this time in my life, there's something that is taking priority, which is like raising my daughters uh, in this moment of their life. Uh, but but I am. Okay. Very well, you're structured. fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very structured as to like how I work on things, but I do get ideas, right? So everything is powered by writing. All of a sudden, you know, the I have done stories uh, in the past. I have performed. Um, I, when I came to the States, I did, um, I studied communication and I did a little bit of speech and debate. And, and, and then my, my wife was the one who said, well, you know, there's these. So then, um, my wife said, well, there's, there's like a, a piece missing from the stories is that you, you're, you're not, you know, you should read them. So then I started reading, reading them on Instagram. And then I, and then I, I said, I had seen these story slams. Then I said to myself, I'm going to go perform these stories. And that's how that started. And that has been like an amazing um, uh, hobby because it it then changes also the way that you're writing. So it kind of goes both ways. Um, I think that when I'm writing now, I think that I'm doing a much better job of uh, conveying timing and rhythm and, and my own vocal tics uh, through writing and and then there's the other thing so so like i said before everything starts with writing and then i i get these ideas i'm like well oh i can have i can i can make a cartoon out of these and i mean i i don't i don't have cartoons yet but i have ideas for cartoons right um and then i'm also i love photography so like i love walking somewhere and seeing something like you're taking a look at um <laughs> I get, I guess I get also tired of all the same art. Like everybody like likes the sunset. And so, but then like, if you can see the sunset with a traffic sign uh, and then something hanging out from the traffic sign, like I wrote a whole piece. I found this little bear on the side of the road and it was missing an eye. And then I said, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this bear. And it was on the gutter next to a curb with some water running through it. So I took a picture of that bear. And then I said to myself, I'm going to take this bear on a ride. So then I took this bear like so many different places and I was like put, placing the bear in the different places. And, and, and then I wrote a photo story. So I wrote an entire backstory to the bear, why he had lost an eye, like some of the sh uh, difficulties of his life. So then I spent some time just like taking shots of this bear in different settings around town in my city and and then putting some words to that so um and 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 the publication started because um 
everything on Medium for photography was so intimidating, but it was also very inactive. So there were a right. lot of photojournalists that were some serious for photojournalists, and they're they're there um, doing also some like really heavy things. Like there's these two women in India that that man this entire region, and they need to take care about the of the water levees, and and some of these pieces are really interesting, but some somewhat inaccessible for somebody who maybe is not doing that. And like really I only have I only have my phone to take around because I'm probably carting a stroller, my baby, a baby back, maybe my my anxious chihuahua is coming along for the ride and she's pulling everywhere. So I only have like a handful of seconds to pull out my phone if I found something interesting to take a picture. So I started Dark Room, uh, which you contributed to and it, it was meant only to be a publication for photo-inspired content. Right. And it, it, it was somewhat successful uh, at the beginning. And, you know, I had a lot of the writers that I already love reading anyways coming over and kind of putting together their stories. And there were some beautiful, touching stories. There were some funny things. People started doing um, cityscapes, like photo, journal, uh, photo essays of cityscapes. So... There was this guy who did one uh, of the Philippines, uh, uh, Manila, uh, Harry Mail, I think is his his name. Then uh, Jessica Nuncella did one of um, uh, where is she in Australia? Um, is she in Melbourne? Sydney, but uh, Auburn. No, no, I don't remember. Melbourne, Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. She did one of Melbourne, and, and it was really cool. Um, and Daddy also. Um, inspire me. So then I ended up doing some of Vegas and um, I did one of Birmingham, Alabama, and then I did another one. I actually did a couple from Birmingham. Um, so then a lot, you know, it was you and Will Hull and Jessica Nuncella just working on, on, we're all working separately on our little publications and, but we're, we're also connecting with each other. So then counter arts has started. And we expanded the scope to kind of welcome things that we weren't seeing on Medium. So giving people the opportunity to just come on board and kind of saying whatever they needed to say. Um, and, and people did. And, and it grew to about 4,500 people. And, and it was really active. We were we were doing a lot of submissions. And then at, at all, all of us kind of came to a point in our life that it just became unmanageable. It so was, then, um, yeah, yeah. It was. It became. It, you know, it was. It was a lot because we were also very active with with the community. So we were making sure that everybody's pieces were getting uh, read. They were getting thoughtful feedback. Um, you know, if if we got a lot of new writers, so we were helping them with the formatting and and also helping them shape the pieces. Um, so we were hands on and, and it was manageable until we couldn't do it anymore. And I stepped back about six months and we had created also an active community on WhatsApp and there were, there were people that were just willing to step up. And I think, uh, Sadie, who is now the owner of the pub is doing a great job. And I think that's some of the same uh, elements of it are there it's still, it looks like yeah. it's still about the same i wanted to ask you we want to uh is that story with the bear still out there someplace uh yeah it is um we'd like to link uh, it in the show notes perfect. that's all yeah yeah perfect i'll I'll send it over um 
yes, it's it's out there. And um, yeah, and and so so multimedia. What I would imagine you would add, you because I've talked about this too is that we all feel this drive to also have some form of success with our writing, but where is it, right? So so then I was like looking around and I'm thinking, well, for some people, it, their writing is powering um, podcasts, audio. So for some others, it's, it's powering uh, videos or performances. Um, it can be uh, screenplays, um, scripts. I like to, you You talked about this. I was looking at, um, I haven't read the full piece, but I saw that beautiful painting you did. And you talk about using your own images. And the I have it on Medium where I posted that that video of my performance last year. And and then I, I actually took a picture in Vegas again uh, at the airport. And there's like three different planes taking, uh, planes taking off. And you can see actually the, the trail of them and, I like to use whatever I can, yeah. my own my own pho- photography, and and I also have a Behance account and I have an Unsplash account, and they're fairly, you know, if you have like a good good picture, you can submit it to them because there's publications that will only publish things for from Unsplash. So what I do if I know there's a picture that I think perfectly represents what I'm trying to say on the essay, uh, but I, I don't know of any and I couldn't find one in Unsplash, like I'll go through the process myself and wait the one day to two days they'll take to publish it and then use that as well. Neat. Yeah, I love it. So something that I wanted to say too, because we were talking about people and... um, when when you first invited me to counter arts i was about ready to check out yeah i remember yeah i was disgusted with the whole thing i just kind of felt like i was on an island doing my own thing and nobody gave a shit and then when you guys um invited me that's when i realized that we would become actual friends and that was foreign to me at the time well, so, of course. I didn't want you to leave. It was almost like selfish. I was like, dude, yeah, wait a second here. Let's let's wait a second. But I did but the I same remember thing. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Like you don't want Chris to go anywhere. So no, I remember like you we had talked and you I share the same feelings and I remember um connecting with Will and Jessica and really and and, and Shane who is Jessica's girlfriend. And at the time, I I think that, you know, because she was an art curator, once things picked up after COVID, she kind of also left Medium. And, um, but the three of us were really being supportive to each other. And I remember that 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 was a game changer to actually really find the community and um, have people that are also writing thoughtful things and, but also reading your things and actually thinking about it. So when you had mentioned that, I said, well, what the hell? Why don't Why don't you come over and have have a good time? The load was becoming unmanageable for three people anyway, so we're like, we we can definitely use another ed- editor. Yeah. Um, but what still strikes me to this day is how we became real life friends outside of that, yeah. and maybe because yeah. of it. And that's one thing that. Why would... does that strike you though? Like, why is that? Why is that uh, striking? Yeah. Writing. 
But then as I wrote more and I realized that that's really who I am, um, then then that's when it became uh, a vector for real life friendships. Because I've said to everybody and I've written about it a bunch of times too, the relationships and the friendships that I've made through writing have literally changed the trajectory of my life. Yeah. Um, in in dozens of ways, you know, you know, I met you first and then, you know, when we went more or less our separate ways and we had to um, branch out or whatever, you know, um, just last year, I guess it was about this time I started working with Christy and we found that we had a ton of stuff in common too. Um, I mean, these, these friendships and relationships have really changed my life and whatever happens after this, I'm grateful for them. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, I think um, it was, for me, I'm always thinking when, especially in this, in, in this virtual relationships, I'm like, oh, where do people live? Where am I going to be there? Uh, will they have a beer with me? Um, you know, because, for, uh, and, and I have with, with you, I think of Jessica, like, you know, once you, 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 the relationship, involved so like i have your phone number like you right. text me you're like where are you like you're not on twitter i'm like <laughs> oh dude I'm, I'm alive i just cannot handle anything beyond what i'm doing right now right and uh but yeah i i love that you know like i hope i get to go visit jessica in australia one day um you know joel duncan is somebody that i talk to a lot uh, too and he moved from LA to Florida one day I'm going to be in Kiki's neck of the wood and I'll tell her do you want to go grab a cup of coffee so yeah um, <laughs> I love that I I think yeah what happened to your I, camera I uh my internet connection is unstable so I just turned off everything I could sorry oh it's all right and We're and I think you. <laughs> I'm, I so, am I mean, here Whenever. I just, I, yeah, it's, and I'm not sure this is working that well, but, um, yeah. What, I'm the just, whole thing? No, 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 My Eliminating tr- the video. Trying to eliminate the, the problem. Did I say I shouldn't off, have say? I, I am, I not, off, am I not up to your expectations? No, you are, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, now my voice is starting to go. What the hell? <laughs> I would love to have coffee with you sometime, Carlos. Hey. Christy, you hey, can, Chris. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to edit this out. But um, what time what time is our next interview? Eleven. Is it is it eleven? Mm-hmm. Why? Because <laughs> because Jenny Lane can't remember. <laughs> that she had church. She's that was bullshit. She's not going to church. Her and I were making jokes the other day. I said, "Okay, I'll see you in church. I'll be the one in the front row drawing penises on the hymnals." Oh. <laughs> she said she got up early because she wants to take a nap, and I'm like, "Get out of here." Oh Is she in God. the Midwest too? No, she's in California. We only interview people from California. It is the coolest state. This is it bullshit. really is the coolest Man. state. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we talked to Sally Prague out in Prague, 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 out in uh, the UK. So that was oh a, no way. That was that's the other thing. I don't know where people are. Like I always imagine because I like these people. They're probably somewhere around here, yeah. like somewhere in my na- in my neighborhood. I'm like, are you, where in California are you? I always think that, but then. <laughs> 
there was a lot of writers that I really liked that were in Canada. Yeah. And um, I never know. I mean, like, it's, it's amazing. Uh, all these foreign writers that are on medium that you will never guess. Like, they're just, they're really yeah. good. Thomas Godot from uh, Scribe, he's, he's French. Uh, and I never knew that when I started uh, writing for Scribe. Yeah, there's just, you know, it's just an amazing uh, community. But um, I'm, I'm very extroverted and, uh, and I always connect with people and I want to know more about them. So like I was saying, like it, it kind of evolved. So uh, for us, it's evolved to a private uh, channel where I can text you, you can text me um, for there's people that have read my work that will move on to Instagram and um, they will, you know, they will tell me about like where in their life they are. Like I, there's this one reader that I wish she would write uh, because I would love to hear her stories too. Uh, she just text. She just emailed me the other day. She had retired and she moved to Mexico. And and she's she sometimes will speak to me in Spanish and I'll speak back to her in Spanish. So, um, so yeah, I I love making connections. I think that when you come to your writing and with a lot of honesty and 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 in an open heart, uh, it doesn't only make it unique, but it gives you a sense of like who the person is, and um, you get a you know, I almost never want to find out about people's per like the the actual authors I read. I almost never want to find out about who they are because I end up being disappointed. I'm like, oh man, this this person is terrible. What a horror <laughs> and it, it kind of taints your view of their writing, which can be beautiful, but but then you know that they're a horrible human being and you're like, oh this this poem you wrote is no longer beautiful. You're a horrible well, human being. <laughs> that's funny because Christy and I have talked we've talked before about how uh when writers like us, when we're authentic in ourselves and we really pour ourselves into our stories, we we get to know one another faster than any other way because I call you it really summer camp. Yeah, it's yes. like yeah. you're really condensed into one little space and we really become close quickly. Yes. Yes. And if it's and, and you're really if it's going to be any different, you have to really get to the heart of what you're saying. So it's just like really revealing vulnerable place. And um, yeah, I mean, if you, you know, some, sometimes I will end up telling stories that I've already reading about. And I think, well, you want to, you want to find out about me, there's my writing. And that's how I feel about a lot of authors anyways. I'm like, I don't need to meet anyone. I mean, everything they've done, they're in their writing. Like for me to meet them, is more like brownie points um oh how cool I'm, I'm friends with that this one person i'm like doesn't matter to me like they're reading right. all these things i can go to read their work and i can have an experience with them yeah 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 that's interesting um, yeah have you met any of your uh heroes or have you had uh, an author that you really liked that was ruined by the fact that they were a horrible human being <laughs> i i've yeah. not christy no no, but I like my all-time favorite, and this always drives Chris nuts, but is David Sedaris. So yeah, if I met him and he was horrible, I would be devastated. Yes, but, you but know, I, don't I have met him maybe. and he was awesome. <laughs> Good. And <laughs> I, I really want to go to one of his um, presentations, one of his shows sometime. So um, I want to write a piece, which I, 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 have, I have notes on and I haven't finished it, but uh, I met Sedaris uh, in San Diego. Um, he was doing a reading, like the ones he do for uh, mm -hmm. NPR. And he told the story. 
of a, John, uh, a gentleman that approached him with a book that, that he wanted to get dedicated for his mother. And he wrote on the book, um, your son is a good man. He left his teeth mark on my penis. And, <laughs> and the guy didn't know what to do with that. My mother-in-law loves Sedaris too. And I got a book and I was hoping he would say something really rowdy. Uh, but he was just really nice. He's like, oh, your your son-in-law is a gentleman, um, whatever, sincerely, David Sedaris. And um, I just was hoping for something like crazy. Uh, <laughs> but but he was really nice. I, I, I found him to be really nice. Um, Good. I'm thinking more like, you know, like Hemingway, like, right? Like people, I, I love some Hemingway writing. Um, oh, but and, they're and... known for being... Yeah, so like, yeah. you know, Hemingway, so he wrote The Sun Also Rises and mm -hmm. while he was in Paris, and then he wanted to get out of his contract with the publisher he had because there was another publisher that was offering him more money. So he ended up writing this awful critique of one of the other writers the, the publishing house had a contract with so he can get out of his contract. And, and then there's all the other stuff, right? Like you know, four wives and all these many kids and, you know, so, so there's like all these little, yeah, I don't know, like, you know, Ayn Rand, I, I, you know, Atlas Shrugged was one of the books that I really love reading. It's about a thousand pages. It's like super dense, but also like, to me, it felt really empowering in a moment in my life that I really needed that kind of uh, mindset. Uh, but that's someone that I read about it. I'm like, man, what an awful person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I don't read anything. I'm like, I don't want to know. Let me just take this for what it is. This piece of writing, I'm going to take it for what it is. And I don't yeah. want to know anything about you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of similar. I mean, I'm not going to cancel culture, I guess, a, a classic writer because of what I've no. heard. Yeah. I mean, I can't. Like, I love yeah. Henry Miller and um, Lawrence Durrell and Milan Kru Kundera, you know, so I don't. Kundera? Yeah. 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 No, no, no. That's, yeah, that's absolutely no. No cancel culture for me. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Hey, dude. <laughs> dude. What? I say dude a lot. Sorry. Is your, um, your, uh, moth presentation online? I can't speak correctly. It's on YouTube. <laughs> Is we'll it put on it YouTube? in the show notes. Yeah. And I put an actual, like, I, I did, like, a little excerpt. If people want to, you know, I put it it's on Medium, on Instagram, on YouTube. And, um, yeah. Awesome. Those. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to well, see it. <laughs> we're going to, yeah, we want to link all your stuff in, a, in your bio or whatever on our website, so. Oh yeah, do you have a um, perfect? If, if you could send us a picture and bio, you, did you already go through all this with him? No, <laughs> you probably no. did. No, yeah, I have a little guest section on the website where we put perfect. Yeah, put that stuff up. I don't We're think Chris, likes, Chris doesn't like because Chris, I have like a, I have a sweater in one of my pictures, and the string is uneven. Your hoodie strings. Yeah, they're uneven. It's, and it's I don't ridiculous. Care, but he it's does. It's such you a have... beautiful, artful picture, and you know, you're looking off into the distance, and you got the 
this pensive, thoughtful look on your face, and your fucking hoodie strings are so crooked, and it makes me nuts. <laughs> he has, like, as he speaks, he has just one cable coming out of his thing, and it's like, that doesn't bother you? I mean, yeah. talk about something not being symmetric. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've, I've pointed it to you, you won't stop seeing it for the rest of your podcast I life. I can't. Yeah. I can't. And when I first joined Twitter, I couldn't stop making hoodie string yeah. jokes. It was like three months, I think, I made hoodie string jokes. Oh, brother. That, and then you, when you disappeared to raise your kids, I had to stop. Yeah. It's okay. I can. I, uh, you can make as many jokes as, as you want there. You um, still make cat that, anus jokes. I mean that that one does not stop. Yeah, never. No, he won't stop. Are you are you on Twitter? Oh yeah, Kiki. You you follow you are on me. Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah okay. we follow each other. I follow you. Okay, that's yeah. right. That's right. I feel like I've had <laughs> conversations with you. You know, I'm yeah. sorry. This this last seven months is just blur. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. There yeah. are a lot of people following each other in the writing community, so you know. There's a good blurry. writing community in there, there on Twitter. I, li I like that. Yeah. It's strong and, and, and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I get, um, I, I have, I make a lot of jokes, obviously, on Twitter. And, and I, I feel that if you come into Twitter, you, you it's like a persona. Like, the who, that's not who you are. That's just like the persona mm -hmm. of who it's you true. are in Twitter. But I have a couple of people from the writing community that sometimes I will run sensitivity readings because I'm like, oh, this joke can potentially be triggering. Uh, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to send it to this person, see how this, what this person thinks. And, and, um, but I also have like a lot of funny people that are very reverent. So I don't know that I'm, I'm doing anything by sending it to people that really don't give a shit. You're like, it's me <laughs> sending a joke to Chris and saying, is this offensive? And he's like, well, fuck it. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. Who cares? Who gives a shit? And, and <laughs> that would probably be my response to you. Yeah. Cancel me. Chris I don't and I are shit. like twins. <laughs> I know, you know, and you, you get, you do get blocked. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the funniest thing. It's like, wow, you, I did get blocked. And then, and then like, that's like, oh, am I some, I did an interview for somebody and they, they call me, they, the title of the interview was interview with the troll. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, am I a troll? Because I don't feel like a troll, but maybe that's how it all starts. You're like a normal guy one day, you join Twitter, all of a sudden you're you're a fucking troll. So <laughs> I think maybe we have a new name for the episode. Because I don't yes. like the old name. Yeah, you're a fucking troll. <laughs> we Sometimes these moments, these chaotic moments are my favorite parts of doing this show. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the unscripted. Yeah. And yeah. we we mentioned last week, we were talking to Holly Petit. I don't know if you know who she is. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, we were talking to her and, and telling her how we had these delusions of grandeur for a couple of weeks about this show, how we were like, we were going to start it and then we were going to get our shit together and we were going to focus and we were going to have like an order of things. And then we were like, well, that's stupid because we're a mess. So let's just let it be. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, if you publish this, you're ahead of the game. I've had a couple of friends that had ideas about podcasts and I'll be like, sure, I'll jump on whatever. Yeah. And then I just like so much crap comes out that I don't think they're like, I don't know that I'm ready for this. And then they just abandon that. We're like moving on. So I hope well, I don't break you guys. No, you have not broken us. We we are unbreakable. Good. <laughs> I think. Good. Yeah. So far. Yeah. <laughs>
Me? Plug you. Me? I'd like to plug my... No. Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were asking Christy. I'm like... Oh, no. Yeah, I'll listen. Yeah, whatever. What, do you wanna, what are you selling? Like, uh, so how much is this membership going to cost me? Yeah, I, I plug <laughs> what myself do I get daily <laughs> on the Twitter. How many friends do I need to get on this pyramid? <laughs> <laughs> So, no, I come. I come to my writing with a, um, just open arm, um, not a lot of expectations just yet. I'm like, I just trying to, um, you know, just put stuff out there, and that's it. Yeah. You can find links to uh, Carlos's social media on our website, theunfocusedwriter.com. That was sexy. Nice. I know. Yeah. In fact, I almost forgot. Ooh. I, Christy, I think every guest we should have a sexy voice contest with you really should Carlos your turn <laughs> you guys win <laughs> <laughs> we caught him off guard super thank you I for joining for us that. Carlos <laughs> visit <laughs> our website at theunfocusedwriter.com theunfocusedwriter.com <laughs> who wins <laughs> tell us <laughs> I don't know um, you guys both win And at this, this is amazing. We're having a blast. Very, very sexy. Very sexy. Thank you. Thank you. We no, try. thank you. All thank right. you so much for having me. It was, it was definitely a lot of fun. It's, it's fun catching up with you in person. Yeah, uh, it's really great to actually talk to you for once, and we'd like to have you I back know. on. I do feel yeah, like great. you're one of my friends, and I think that that I never. It's funny, I never talked to you before. I know. Now you're one of my friends too, Kiki, and I'm gonna go uh, stalk you when I'm in Orange County. Awesome. Uh, I'll come take you to, to the month. Yes. I've never been to the month, actually. That's funny. Like, I've never been to the month. But I'll come. I'll find one and, and uh, we'll go. Let's do it. It's a date. Okay. Perfect. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, okay thanks guys. So much. Thanks, Carlos. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Unfocused Writer. For show notes and extras, visit theunfocusedwriter.com. Production and post-production provided by The Tranquil Tavern. Until next time, stay focused.